Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. It's Wednesday, hump day. We're halfway through the week. I bet you thought you were going to hear an audio clip. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, I didn't find one that was of good enough quality to play. I have had a few complaints that some of the audio is low, so I didn't find one good enough to play on here. And also, I didn't really get one that I liked enough to go with what I'm talking about. Mask mandates. Mask mandates have now been dropped uh, or blocked federally. A U.S. District Judge, Catherine Kimball Menzel, ruled uh, earlier that the mandate was unlawful because the mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority. Of course it does because it's an unelected body of scientists that are not supposed to make laws. We are supposed to be governed by the people that we elect, not them. Uh, she also said that it improperly invoked the good cause exception to notice and comment rulemaking and fail to adequately explain its decision. I mean, how can you explain it? Masks, it has already been proven over and over again. And like I said, it's universally accepted. Now on both sides of the aisle that the cloth masks and the paper masks that you're wearing absolutely do nothing for you other than if you want to uh, do a symbolic gesture that you are down for the cause uh, beyond that, the only really, I would say, valuable use for them, and I've said this in the past, is probably in case you run out of toilet paper, there it is. Um, I saw a lot of people were celebrating. After the ruling was made, most airlines made in immediate announcements um, saying now masks were optional. Some of the biggest ones are your biggest uh, companies there. American Airlines, United Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Alaska Airlines, JetBlue, Spirit Airlines, Frontier. Masks are now optional for not just passengers, but for crew members as well. I did see some videos, like I said, they were of poor quality and the sound wasn't real great on them. But I saw where the captain actually took time to come out of the cockpit to make the announcement because they were so excited. I also saw uh, a bunch of stewardesses that were running up and down the planes dancing and throwing their masks away. It just shows you that people were wearing them because they're forced to, not necessarily because they want to. Now, obviously, if you are a firm believer in the mask, you can it's your choice, unlike the choice you took away from us. See, we, the people that are on the side of being free and advocate for freedom, if you choose or wish to wear a mask... We're not going to stop you. If you feel comfortable putting a diaper on your face every day, God bless you. Go ahead and wear your mask. Even though it does nothing, who am I to tell you what to wear on your face? And it should work both ways, unfortunately. We've seen during this pandemic, it's a one-way street. But as I've said, now masks are optional. There is no word yet whether or not the Biden administration is going to challenge the ruling. Considering that it was going to uh, expire in a couple of weeks anyways... I doubt they're going to mount much of a defense to try to uh, 
put it back in place because the time that it would take to even get to that decision, you'd end up being halfway through that extension and it doesn't really seem worth it. Not to mention, if they have any sense at all or they're paying attention to any of the polling, they should know that the people in the United States are sick and tired of COVID, so it's probably best to just leave it alone. We'll see. Wait to see what their announcement is. I know Jen Psaki still said that they do advocate for masks still because masks are the best way to protect yourself. So they would still uh, suggest that you wear them. But again, they did not say whether or not they're going to mount a defense to challenge the new federal ruling. I did see quite a few... uh, liberals that were not real happy with the ruling and you know once it doesn't go their way all of a sudden the constitution's broken and everything's a disaster and they shouldn't listen to what the rulings and courts are but if it goes their way then you absolutely have to follow all listen to what it said because god forbid if you don't then you're just the devil so there's really no winning with these idiots speaking of an idiot the head idiot sleepy creepy uh gas prices they're expected to start climbing back up once again we had a brief period where there was a little bit of relief at the pump. I don't know. Me personally, if gas is $4 and say 50 cents a gallon and my uh, little breather is that it's down to 409, just doesn't feel like that much of a breather. Now to put that into perspective, if you got say a 10 gallon tank, let's just go with something very simple and it's only a quarter less than it was before. It's only going to save you a couple bucks. It doesn't even save you enough to purchase an additional gallon of gas. So it's not like I'm really uh, doing the Irish jig because you chopped down a quarter. doesn't really seem to do that much, or at least for me it doesn't. According to U.S. Energy Information Administration, looking at all the grades and formulations in retail gas, the U.S. hit an average of $4.32 in March of 2022. That is roughly $1.70 more than the $2.59 average that you saw in March of 2019 under none other than one of the greatest presidents, in my opinion, uh, President Trump. However, while Americans have experienced a slowdown in the rise, industry experts expect it to tick back up yet again as gas price futures rose 30 cents in the last week. The barrels of gas have been steadily going up, so you know that it's going to get more and more expensive at the pump. Uh Economists are saying, obviously, this is bad news. According to AAA, the national gas price average stood at about $4.08 on Monday, April 18th. However, the average price is still over $5 in states such as Nevada and California, with the Golden State, Mono County, specifically reporting an average, Jesus, this one's pretty high, uh, an average gallon of regular gas is (laughs) $6.57. I'm complaining here in Florida uh, the county that I live in, they ch- they choose to tax our gases extremely hard in this particular county, and I complain that we're paying on average about four twenty five a gallon for gas. Uh, it's not real great, but six dollars and fifty seven cents is worse still. Uh, President Biden, up to this point, has refused, and you all know this, to take responsibility for his bad policies, such as stifling energy d- uh, production. And then wanting to play the blame game and trying to blame everybody else but his bad policies for the problems that we are having at the gas pump. Another stupid thing, and I know you've heard this multiple times, but it just sometimes you got to keep pointing things out because I just hope that somebody that has not heard this yet maybe will hear it and look a little bit into it for themselves. 
and realize how stupid this is, but uh, one of Biden's grand ideas was to tell everybody who is struggling at the pump, paying that additional dollar and 70 cents a gallon, is to go out and purchase a over $50,000 new electric vehicle. <laughs> because, you know, that's that's the answer to the problem. So I could trade off, uh, let's see, $1.70, what are you paying an extra 30 or 40 bucks a tank a week? So maybe you're paying an extra $160 a month. I could trade that $160 a month to go get me a brand new electric vehicle where I got to put money down to purchase the vehicle. And then I can get a nice, lovely monthly payment of what, five or $600. Not to mention, I'm sure my electric bill is going to go up even higher. So whatever I thought I was saving at the gas pump, I'm sure is going right back out to FPNL. If you're not from Florida, that's our power company. Uh, but right back to FPNL and out to a loan company who's now charging me interest and hammering me on the purchase of this new electric vehicle. So that's about how smart that decision was. And if for anybody that doesn't see it that way, uh, what you smoking? So yes, gas prices, be ready, be on the lookout because they are going to start rising once again. We all knew this was coming sooner or later. It just happens to be happening sooner than later. And we have arrived. All right. You know that uh, when you have an irresponsible administration, that prints money like it's going out of style and really drives inflation up, you know the only way to rein it back in, obviously, is for the feds to raise rates. And I've said this too many times. Um, Since the fed is now panicking because they need to drive rates up to rein in some of that cash to bring inflation back down to a workable number, it's going to cause us to go into a recession. Generally, the left will try to avoid this conversation and they certainly don't want you to believe that that's what's going to come. They're going to try to give you some false hope or try to tell you that you don't understand economics. That's not the way it works. But anybody that's been around for any length of time and anybody that has had schooling, I would say prior to the 80s, (laughs) knows what's coming. This has all happened before. It's happening again. History has a way of repeating itself. You're going to have to raise the rates. It's going to get ugly for a while. Credit card debt, uh, buying homes, any type of fluctuating insurance uh, payments that you have where it's not stable, it's going to get ugly. So be prepared. Do the best you can to get them paid off. I know everybody's working on a budget, but do the best you can with it because inflation uh, is com- I mean, is here and a recession is coming. So the White House economic advisor, Bernstein, uh, Goldman Sachs projection of 35% recession risk is a very careful piece of work. Yes, of course, it's a very careful piece of work because it's absolutely going to happen. We're going to go into a recession. How bad of a recession are we going to go into is yet to be seen. But just like in Obama's recession, that was a stagnant recovery If you remember, it was so bad that he wanted to come out and laugh and make fun and poke uh, poke fun at Trump and say that, what has he got, a magic uh, wand that he can reverse course and, uh, you know, fix everything up? Well, when Trump got in the White House, he did. (laughs) So it really is based upon your policies. And just like Obama, Biden's policies suck. So here we are. The recession is on its way. They're trying now to deflect as much as they can And just like they told you that uh, inflation was going to be transitory, you know, that was a big thing. It's going to be transitory, transitory. Well, now we're at a point where 
They're going to try to sell you that, yes, recession is coming. Yes, it looks bad, but have no fear because you don't know what the tailwind of that is. And they're starting to send their soldiers out to do so. Bernstein said, and I quote, look, I think the thing is getting missed in this recession probability discussion is the extent of the tailwinds in the current economy. Now, obviously, the labor market is a big piece of that. Friday, a report came out that was kind of overlooked, and it was on state employment and unemployment rates. 17 states are posting their lowest unemployment rate on record. I think we all have to recognize the strength of the job market as a significant tailwind to this economy, providing gains to working Americans. Household balance sheets are in a very strong shape. That's also something that, by the way, factored into the Goldman Sachs probabilities. You really have to look to uh, look at the extent of the savings and net worth among households in the aggregated to understand the microeconomics tailwind that helps push back on some of the very real headwinds that are also in play. <laughs> you like when they try to get real, real wordy uh, because they think that you don't understand what they're saying. Uh, what I would like to say about unemployment is these are not real unemployment numbers. So any unemployment number that you're hearing from the federal government, keep in mind that after you are unemployed for over six months, you are no longer counted. They also add in marginally employed and part-time employed people and count them as full-time employed because you you are employed. That does not mean that uh, you're doing well. You're just a a part-time job. So you're just a number that they can bend and skew so that way it can look good for them. Also, you're not a job creator because people regaining jobs that they lost because you shut down the entire United States, so they're just getting back to the job that they had prior to this stupid pandemic, is not like you're creating jobs or doing a good job economically. They're going to use all of these tools and they're going to spin it and say it in any way possible to try to get you to believe that this is going to be a temporary recession, just like you're supposed to have transitory inflation and just how gas prices were supposed to go up and then slightly come down. And oh, by the way, remember that next month we start the uh, oil release back in the United States from our reserve. So that way, if there are war breaks out, we're not going to have any oil either to sustain the country, and to try to control gas prices. So these are all the tactics that they are going to use to get you to believe that everything is working as it should. And although some things seem like they're a little gloom right now, not to worry because they are going to work themselves out. It's just a matter of time. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me in the least bit that if... The country does start a slow recovery after a recession going into 2024, and then you get a strong president in there that starts changing policy and really ramping production and everything that needs to get ramped back up to get the economy running full full bore again. Wouldn't surprise me if they say, see, we told you two years ago that it was a slow process, and now this guy that's here in 2024 is riding our tailwinds, our tailcoats, because this is of the policies we had in place to try to fool stupid people that would actually believe that nonsense in 2024. Uh, Wait for that, because I'm sure it's coming. But yes, please pay attention. Recession is on the way. Inflation is on the rise. Gas prices are on the rise. 
We are not in a good spot right now. Uh, It's best to do not spend money on foolish and silly things. Make sure you're paying off all your debt so you're debt-free. Do everything that you can to insulate and protect yourself because all of this nonsense is going to get worse before it begins to level out and get better. All right, defund the police. Yes, oh yes. Numbers are starting to come out now about murders and deaths. Um, defund the police is a, was a big push from the left. You know, they, they said we need to reimagine policing. We need to defund police. We need to uh, allocate the money to different areas that it's more needed. Uh, you had people saying that instead of sending police officers, they're going to send social workers. Uh, some of the worst crime-ridden cities in the world. Uh, they want to pull police presence back. And, you know, when you talk like that and you actually take actions on it, what has happened should not be surprising and is to be expected. Support for Black Lives Matter and calls to defund the police reverberated across America in 2020 following the death of George Floyd. Uh, ignited social justice protests and riots at the time uh, when coronavirus was uh, running rampant and we were all locked down. They were out there partying, burning buildings down. While the new FBI data is showing a large increase in murders in 2020, starting in uh, late fall, early winter, so right prior to the election, right as the riots were continuing to go on in in, uh, different cities and towns and mayors uh, and governors were screaming to defund the police. And guess what community got hurt the most? (laughs) It's it's always this way. Uh, In 2019... There was at least 7,400 plus black Americans that were murdered. That number shot up to just shy of 10,000 in 2020, meaning that there was an increase of over about, of about 2,500 black Americans murdered over the past year. The number of blacks murdered was also higher than whites murdered in 2020. The FBI data shows that there were just slightly over 7,000 white people murdered that year, meaning that blacks, there was 2,900 more murdered and killed compared to whites. Between 2010 and 2019, black murders shot up by about 43%. 2020 being the worst year in a, in the last 10 years for African Americans. Uh, the figures are much uh, more staggering considering that white people make up 76% of the population while black Americans represent only 13% of the population. To give you some numbers, and if you hear my pages ruffling, I'm just going through to give you some numbers. Um, when Trump uh, got into office, the murder rate for blacks was just about 8,000 in a year. By the time he left office, it was just slightly over 7,000. It jumped from just slightly over 7,000 to just about 10,000 or just a little shy of 10,000 from the time of, like I said, election time. Because remember, their fiscal years run October to October. Elections in November, so from October of 2019 to October of 2020, you know, almost an additional 3,000 black people were murdered. Largest offenders in cities, Chicago, 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 yeah. 
Chicago was obviously one. It skyrocketed there. I mean, Chicago, that's all you ever hear about is shootings and murders, and it's always in the black areas. And it's funny that the town's run by Lori Lightfoot and people of color, but I guess they just don't care that much about their people. They'd rather defund the police so there's less policing and less patrolling and let the crime get really out of control. New York City has been brutalized because of their pulling back. I I don't recall the number offhand, but I want to say they uh, defunded the police by around a billion dollars. So they've been brutalized. I mean, the latest example of that is the subway shooting where they didn't have enough officers patrolling the area. And this guy got away with injuring, what, about 30 people? LA, so California is one. Minnesota, pretty much all blue run cities. You know, the list will go on and on. And who's paying for it? The very people that call to defund the police because they say all police are racists and it's always against the black community, those are the ones that did defund them or restrict them or changed policies in some way. Um, those are the ones that are getting hammered the hardest. And the murder rate has skyrocketed because of it. It's almost like, I'm just saying, it's almost Like they want to get rid of black people altogether. And it's not actually the people they claim that are doing it. It's actually them that are doing it. What do you honestly think is going to happen when you defund an area of police officers? I mean, do you really think that there's going to be law and order? (laughs) It's just so dumb. You know there's not going to be. You're going to have people doing whatever they want. Look at, uh, you see the footage all the time coming out of L.A. and and some of these other areas where they have changed the definition of theft uh, and the dollar figure amount of it. And you see these people walking in, they'll walk into a Target or a Walmart or wherever with a grocery uh, cart. And they'll load it up with all their wish lists from those areas and they'll just walk right out the store. And all the people do is video them and can't do nothing. Don't stop them. You don't see any police. And if you ever hear somebody talking about the incident, most of them say that the police are uninterested in responding to that call because they are understaffed and they have to take care of more important calls. So these retailers are just losing money and people are probably feeling less and less safe. So they're going to partition there even less. So ultimately you'll put them out of business. So way to go. I mean, it really shows a lot of love for black people. These, uh, these blue States, they really love you guys. They love you so much. They're watching you be murdered more. Why don't we all start putting some pieces together? I know it's hard to, you know, use your brain sometimes, but let's put some pieces together here. They stick all the abortion clinics in low-income areas, uh, in black areas. They want to defund the police in low-income and black areas. So you're murdering babies at an alarming rate, because remember, uh, African-American babies, black babies are the most aborted babies. Now you have these crime-riddled area, areas that you're going to pull policing out of so that the crime will continue to spike and you're going to have even more crime because they know they're being watched less so criminals are going to do as criminals do. Uh, and the cause, the direct cause, is now you're losing more black people. It just feels like somebody's trying to get rid of you, but it's not the ones that you think it is. It's the ones that keep telling you, where are your friends? Where are your buddies? Well, let me tell you something. And this is for all black people. With friends like the Democratic Party, who needs enemies? Because <laughs> if those are your friends, 
Believe me, your friends are doing a good enough job keeping you in the slums, not creating jobs for you. Obviously, from what I just reported, getting you murdered at a higher rate and making sure that your family unit is in complete disarray so that way you are aborting your children all the time. Therefore, they're dwindling down your population. Don't you think that it's awkward? Black people have been in America almost as long as white people. Why are you only 13% of the population? That, did that ever cross, that thought ever cross your mind? You are aborting faster in some cases in some cities than you are birthing babies. They are eradicating you. Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, the one that started it, that, that was the whole purpose behind it. They are achieving their goal in certain areas. Now you think by now, kind of should be a 50-50 split? I'm just saying. 200 years later, 250 years later, there's you're only 13% still. Got to be something to it. Might want to wake up before it's too late. You know, I always say the hour is getting very, very late. And you may want to wake up before it's too late because they certainly have you guys fooled. All right. Hump day. That was Wednesday's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Look at that. I went through the whole episode without one audio clip. Oh, man, I'm doing good. <laughs> All right, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me on Apple, especially five-star, and a review would be nice. Just going to hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, I'm at Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R, and Gap, or Parler, I'm at the real Little Joe. CloudHub, I am at LittleJoeCC. If you'd like to check out any videos that I do, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner, YouTube, Little Joe CC, and you can also follow me on Facebook, where you'll get a mix of comments news and videos and that is little joe's conservative corner as well glad hump day is over if it just started for you it'll be over before you know it we will do it again tomorrow